When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and today I have got a long-awaited episode for you. It's going to be a two-parter as well, so that's exciting. But before we get to that, I actually have a few announcements. First, I want to remind everybody to purchase their copy of Jackie and Me by Lewis Bayard that I talked about last week because Dr. Natalia Molina and I are hosting kind of like a book club fun type podcast episode recap of that book in early August at some point. So get your copy, join all the Kennedy Dynasty listeners who have gotten it and we're all reading it together and it's so much fun. So I'm going to put a direct link if you want to participate in the description of this episode, get your copy and get to reading. Also, Pryor and I have been teasing this like crazy, but the 100th episode is finally coming up for Kennedy Dynasty. So exciting. And we are hosting a big live streamed 100th episode celebration. We're calling it Cocktails and Clam Chowder. And if you follow me on Instagram, then you have seen the graphic. Inviting everybody to stream along with us on August 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be like variety show-ish. Think Andy Cohen Watch What Happens Live but about the Kennedys. So we're going to have games, we're going to have giveaways, we're going to have cocktails, we're going to have Q&As, we're going to have guests. I mean, it's it's a lot. we got a lot going on and it's going to be so much fun. So you can stream that on YouTube and on Instagram Live and then I will be publishing an episode of the entire live stream's audio after the fact. Anyway, mark your calendars, August 20th. You're going to want to tune in. It's going to be so much fun and you can live chat with Ryan and I. All right, let's get started with our In the News segment. Big news story of the past seven days. It has officially been confirmed that Caroline Kennedy is arriving in Sydney, Australia on July 22nd after being sworn in as the U.S. ambassador to Australia. She was confirmed by the Senate and sworn in as ambassador in June of 2022, which I've talked about, and will now travel to Australia to assume her post. And that's via skynews.com. Next up is our inspiring clip of the week. One of the inspiring notes. In honor of the anniversary of the moon landing coming up on the 20th, here's a clip of JFK's Rice University, Why We Go to the Moon speech. We set sail on this new sea because there is new knowledge to be gained and new rights to be won, and they must be won and used for the progress of all people. For space science, like nuclear science and all technology, has no conscience of its own. Whether it will become a force for good or ill depends on man. And only if the United States occupies a position of preeminence can we help decide whether this new ocean will be a sea of peace or a new terrifying theater of war. I do not say that we should or will go unprotected against the hostile misuse of space any more than we go unprotected against the hostile use of land or sea 
But I do say that space can be explored and mastered without feeding the fires of war, without repeating the mistakes that man has made in extending his writ around this globe of ours. There is no strife, no prejudice, no national conflict in outer space as yet. Its hazards are hostile to us all. Its conquest deserves the best of all mankind. And its opportunity for peaceful cooperation may never come again. But why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why 35 years ago fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win, and the others too. And for our recommendation segment. Of course, then we would recommend it. I'm recommending the documentary Grey Gardens this week because... For the next two episodes, this one and the next one, I will be covering the Beals and the origin of Great Gardens. And I'm admittedly going to tell you guys something. I am taking accountability for the fact that I have not seen the entire Great Gardens documentary. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I am going to watch it alongside all of you guys who have not seen it yet to prepare for next week's episode, which that'll make sense as I get to talking about what I'm going to talk about. But anyway, that's my recommendation. I'm going to do a direct link in the description of this episode of the documentary. It's on YouTube. So I'll put it there and let's all watch it together in preparation. All right, now we're going to get into the episode. Like I said, I have not covered the Beals or Great Gardens, and it's it's beyond time, and I know it is. So I'm breaking this into two parts. They'll be kind of shortish episodes, but I think it's a good way to kind of set aside who the Beals were and then talk about the documentary and that whole process and the phenomenon that surrounded them after the release of the documentary as well. So this week, I will be talking a little bit about them and their lives, and then again, next week, I will cover the documentary. This week's sources are The Guardian, New York Times, The Independent, Grey Gardens Online, and The LA Times. Edith Ewing Bouvier Beal, which is nicknamed Big Edie, and Edith Bouvier Beal, which is nicknamed Little Edie, were the aunt and cousin of Jacqueline Kennedy on her father's side of the family. So to break that down a little better, Big Edie is the sister of Black Jack Bouvier. And a lot of people that go into watching Grey Gardens have no idea of the connection with the Bouviers, but they're really closely related. I mean, Little Edie is literally Jackie Kennedy's first cousin. But the thing about Big Edie and Little Edie is they had a reputation of being very eccentric. And I mean, very. Another thing about the Beals is that they were really close. They had a really tumultuous relationship. You can definitely see when you watch clips of the documentary. Because like I said, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I have seen clips. But um, there is some tension between the two of them. But they were really close. And 
Big Edie actually took little Edie out of spent school, just like ripped her out of school so that they could spend their days together just seeing shows and shopping and all that kind of stuff. And they also lived together in a home they called Gray Gardens in East Hampton. And they lived there from between 1952 to 1977, which is when Big Edie died. So Big Edie had been married to Philon Beale. I really hope I pronounced that correctly. It's P-H-E-L-A-N. Falon Beale, but he left her in the 1930s. And although divorce was really taboo back then, it happened to them. Lil Edie never married, but she claims to have apparently been proposed to by a ton of high-profile businessmen, which includes Howard Hughes, which I also read that she said Howard Hughes was a little too eccentric for her. <laughs> so imagine that couple. And she was also proposed to by J. Paul Getty. There were also rumors that Joe Kennedy Jr. proposed to her. Now keep this in mind. Joe Kennedy Jr., that would be JFK's brother. So that has no relationship to Jackie at all. I know we think of Jackie as a Kennedy because she was, but she was married in. So it's not like, you know, little lady's cousin Joe was proposing. It's a completely different family. <laughs> I had to clear that up in my own mind, so I was hoping to give you some clarity too so you don't, like, take pause there. <laughs> It's kind of sad because little Edie actually had a really promising future. She was beautiful. She was a socialite, a dancer, a model. She was offered movie roles by MGM and Paramount, which is pretty wild to know after you've seen clips of Great Gardens and, and kind of what comes of it. But yeah, no, she, she kind of had it all going for her. And then Big Edie had been a singer at one point in time. I'm actually going to insert a clip right here from the documentary of her singing a little, a little tune. Did you see the, uh, the play on Broadway? No, no, no. T for two and two for C and me for you and you for me alone. See us to see us or hear us, no friends or relations on weekend vacations. You won't have it known, dear, that we own a telephone now. I'll awake and start to bake a sugar cake for you to take for all the boys to see. We can raise a family, a girl for you, a boy for me. Oh, can't you see how happy we could be? The Beals had actually been from a really wealthy family, but eventually they fell into poverty after Big Edie and Falon's divorce. And the financial support that he extended to his family from there was super minimal, and he even cut Little Edie's inheritance a ton. After all this happened, Little Edie moves in with her mother to Grey Gardens, which Big Edie was able to keep after her divorce settlement. And it was from that moment on in 1952 that they just became absolute recluses. They very, very, very rarely left Grey Gardens. Actually, the last time that they had even left their house before the Grey Gardens documentary was made, which it released in 1975, was for JFK's inauguration in 1961. That's 14 years, folks. They also very rarely invited people into their house. And there was probably a reason for that. They lived together with a ton of animals, including possums, raccoons, and 75 cats. I'm allergic to cats. Like one swells my eyes shut. So, oof, to imagine 75. 
I'm going to insert a clip here of Edie, of Big Edie, I can't just say Edie, Big Edie and Little Edie speaking to each other. And you can kind of get a sense of their relationship, their banter, their argument, all that kind of stuff, and their personalities a little bit in this clip. Remember, next week we're covering the whole documentary, so there will be a ton of clips in that one. But I just want to give some reference for what they sounded like and how they communicated. Oh, Edie? Are you around? Oh, Edie! Horrible place in two years. God, if you knew how I felt, I'm ready to kill. Uh, Brooks wants his uh, his uh, check, mother darling. Is it the door? I told you I should do it now. Twenty-four bucks for three cuttings. Just a minute. I told. You better bring the pen. I locked all the cats away. Don't be so mean. They don't want to be locked away. The poor little kitty. You know kitties. Door, son. I suppose I won't get out of here till she dies or I die. Who is she? I don't know when I'm going to get out of here. Well, why do you want to get out? One another place would be much worse. Because I don't worse. like it. Any place would be much yeah. worse. Any place on earth. Yeah, but I like freedom. Well, you can't get it, darling. You're being supported. You can't get any freedom yeah, when you're being supported. You can't? No, you can't. That's I think you're not free when you're not being supported. You have to tell them off. It's awful both ways, honey. Well, you don't look it. You look very young for 56 years of age. Don't you remember what you told me now? I don't know. I just like a couple of days on what the beach. What was it you told me that? That's all. 24 bucks. You don't have to scream that out. When are you going to learn, Edie? You're in this world, you know. You're not out of the world. See if I can remember the date. Is it the 12th today? Well, there are certain compensations, I Is guess. Is it the 12th today? The old woman, she has to remember everything, you know. I think this is correct. Brooks Hires, H I E R S. I didn't think it was necessary. Yes. Why don't you let me do this in the house for? Why do you make me do it here? I think you don't have to close someone. Well, I hope I'm going to get naked in just a minute, so you better watch out. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, for what? Now, why? I haven't got any warts on me. But the movie, the movie. I haven't got any warts that on me. That isn't the point, mother darling. Oh, yeah, you know where you got being like that? No husband, no babies, nothing. I can't help it. I like to wear certain things. Is that H-Y-E-R? She likes everything. H-Y? Without girdles. H-Y, Edie? Oh, H-I. H-Y-E-R-S. H-Y? Yeah. She and Marjorie McQuillan don't believe in wearing girdles. Uh, I haven't worn a girdle since uh, I was 12 David. years old. Here you Mother are. Mother has certain ideas about death. Certainly have certain about ideas clothes. about living a long time. What I got ideas about. Very hard to live nowadays. Living is very difficult. So eventually, Grey Gardens was actually visited by health inspectors in 1971. And because it had fallen into just absolute disrepair during the time that it was inhabited by the Beals, it violated every single building code. 
25 of the 28 rooms were abandoned. There was no running water. There was a very, very strong smell of urine that just lingered around. It was infested with fleas. There were holes in the attic. They even found human waste in one of the bedrooms. The property was so dirty that a thousand bags of trash were removed and 40 gallons of germicide were used during a deep clean, which actually Jackie Kennedy organized. She paid $32,000 to get the property really, really cleaned with the agreement that if she did this, they could not condemn the home and that the bills could stay in their home. If she hadn't written the check for $32,000, they would have been evicted. Also, apparently when Jackie saw the film, she was absolutely horrified by what she saw and the conditions they were living in. I want to note, too, I've talked about Kathy McCown, which I had an episode about her a few weeks back. So go check it out if you haven't yet. But she said in her book that, I'm not going to be able to directly quote this, but from memory, she remembers having to basically deliver sheets and clothes and different things like that a few different times. And she remembers going up to the porch, someone opening the door saying, just leave it on the porch. And she would drop this stuff off from Jackie to who she came to know as the Beals. She didn't know that it was them until the documentary released. And she saw her husband watching it and was like, oh my gosh, that's the house that I used to deliver to. So Jackie did take care of the Beals in a sense by trying to, you know, obviously save their house and also tried to give them necessities. Eventually, after Big Edie's death in 1977, Little Edie sold Grey Gardens because that's what Big Edie had wished for her to do to it. And Big Edie mostly really just didn't want Jackie to inherit it, which I think that's interesting, especially considering Jackie had helped them with it. I wonder where the bad blood was there, but I don't know. If any of you know more about that, actually, like why they wouldn't have wanted Jackie to inherit it, please send me a DM. I would love to know. I'm learning about them at the same time as you are, and it's fascinating. So any extra information that you come across, you know, I love some DMs and emails with that information. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days In, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. So eventually the house was restored by Sally Quinn and Ben Bradley, who were Washington Post editors, and they promised not to tear the property down. Ben Bradley probably rings a little bell for you because he was friends with JFK and Jackie, and I've definitely mentioned him before. Eventually, little Edie moves to Manhattan and she becomes a cabaret performer. And then she moved to Montreal and California before settling in Florida, where she died in 2002, which, as I'll cover next week, I'm happy for her that she got to get out and explore and experience because she felt very trapped there. So I'm glad that she got to go experience more life after the selling of Grey Gardens. Okay, so that is the main synopsis of Little Edie and Big Edie's lives. As I've said about 1,500 times now, but I want to make sure you know that I am not done with them yet. I'm not done here. I know there's a lot left to cover, and that will be covered next week when we get into the documentary, how it came about, the entire film. We'll get into all the things and know that, I, like I said, we'll have a ton more clips, and I will have watched every single second of Great Gardens by then. If you've got anything extra you want to share with me before next week, I would love to hear it. So anything interesting about the Beals that you think is notable and should maybe even be included in the episode, if it goes along with, you know, what we're doing, then please send it my way. You can email me, allison at kennedydynasty.com or follow me on Instagram, shameless plug, at kennedydynasty and drop me a DM. I'd love to see it. 
All right, guys, that's all I've got this week. Can't wait to pick this story back up next week. Make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss it when it comes out. If you like the podcast, please rate it five stars and write a positive written review. You guys know how much that means to me and how much it helps the show, and I would really, really appreciate it. Also, share the show with your family and friends. If you've got a history-loving cousin or bestie or parent, go ahead and send it their way because they might they might like it. I hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Come on and vote for Kennedy. Vote for Kennedy. Keep America strong. Kennedy. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media, or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read.